Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to episode 20 of Backseat Directors. And boy, do we have an incredible show for you today. And it's actually very fitting that today's episode is number 20, which I will explain in just one minute. But before I do, let me introduce you to today's guest and co-host. Joining me today is Matt Vieira, all the way from Rhode Island. Matt is the co-creator and co-host of the Make Movies Great Again podcast. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Andre. I'm I'm so excited to be on for the, for this movie specifically, but also just your podcast in general. Very excited to be here. Well, I am very excited to have you on, Matt. Thank you for being here with me. And uh, so I said, yeah, this is episode number twenty, and and I thought it was pretty fitting. The last episode I listened to your of your guys's podcast was episode 20 <laughs> yeah well i we're like on the same wavelength we were just talking about how we kind of started our podcast around the same time and we're kind of like on the same clip where you know episode 20 it's good good things ahead <laughs> i agree and if anyone listening right now if you guys have not heard or listened to the make movies great again podcast i highly recommend it they have a fantastic podcast you guys have so many different kinds of elements and things that you throw into your show and you have different kinds of shows too and i love that one of my favorites is you guys do uh your movie club <laughs> yeah 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 and your next movie club episode i'm very much looking forward to one of my all-time favorite shows uh or movies um young frankenstein so yeah uh, no. it's, a, it's a classic it's a classic and it's it's gonna it's gonna be a great episode because we're all i think adam has never so there's three you know sean adam and me uh, Adam had never seen it before. Sean has seen it like a while ago, and me too. I just, you know, saw it like you know, a bunch of years back. So I'm excited to revisit it and talk about that. No, I'm very excited too, and I'm definitely going to be calling in. <laughs> yeah, listeners, uh, they have they have a voicemail option. So if you guys want to call in, leave them a voicemail. They'll read your or, or they'll they'll what do you yeah, call we'll it? play it. You'll we'll, play we'll it. Play yeah, it right yeah. on the show. <laughs> You'll play the voicemail right <laughs> on the show. So, Matt, I, I just want to ask you, just for my own sake and for our listeners, I just want to know, uh, get to know the Make Movies Great Again podcast a little more and how it got started. So what what is the Make Movies Great Again podcast? So the Make Movies Great Again podcast, it's our attempt at, at we call it, um, we're saying we're destroying cynicism at the box office. So we... Um, we all like we talk about movies how we talk on the podcast is how we kind of like chat with each other about movies like we do all these like little segments and we talk about movie trailers and uh, we have an overall like kind of like positive vibe towards movies and we kind of like take take them for what they're worth and in a world where people will so quickly turn to their keyboards and try and tear a movie down before it even has a chance to like come out the gate and i always suggest and i know this is something you believe in as well i always suggest going to see a movie for yourself and and we believe in that big time so that's kind of like what it was built on um the 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 make make movies great again podcast can be um traced all the way back to when I started a blog with my buddy Ryan called AverageNobodies.com, and that's actually the website that we hosted on. Um, and it kind of has like this, you know, this lighthearted humor to it. And then, you know, I'm, I'm really into movies. Um, I've made a couple movies in my day and uh, like just, you know, little short films with my friends and I, I watch movies all the time. So this is a, you know, it was a, it was a very natural progression to come to this. I love podcasting. I love movies. I got a couple other buddies that love to talk about movies. And the Make Movies Great Again podcast was kind of born out of that. 
Yeah, so you you just mentioned your tagline, and one that I, I've actually, I, I love this tagline so much, and I, I've stolen it just a couple times on, my, on <laughs> no, some of please my, spread the word on my uh, episodes. But uh, yeah, so uh, on on your guys's Twitter, your Twitter page, and some other places that I've seen, you know, it's our never-ending battle to destroy cynicism at the box office. Yeah. I love that. So I, I and I, I guess you kind of already touched on that a little bit, but. Uh, uh, this uh, if you could just maybe tell us more about mm. yeah like what it means to yeah. you to have your never-ending battle to destroy cynicism because that's what it is isn't it it's a never-ending battle because it'll never stop happening me me and uh adam we always joke that like when one movie is like a movie that's coming out that like is our kind of like our guilty pleasure it's like you know it's not really known to be the best franchise or whatever but we're excited for it we always say like we're ready to like take up our swords to like defend it online <laughs> like just just because i mean it just because we really enjoy it and we i mean we're, we're not really trying to tear other reviews down if you have a negative feeling towards a movie that's your you know you you, you that's the beauty of art it's like you can interpret it in so many different ways yeah. so we don't want to tear that down we just really want to like encourage people to go out and see movies and, and more importantly try new things like try that's kind of what movie club does as well. We want people to get out of your comfort zone with movies and we want you to go out and and see some stuff that you wouldn't normally see and and you know you might like it. So our the, the like cynicism is terrible. We we don't want we we hate to see negative things like that online like people just tearing down movies just to do it and like kind of like I always I always make this comparison and you might not agree with this but uh like Hating certain movies is kind of like what happened to like Nickelback. I don't know if you're. A fan of <laughs> it's just it just got to the point where at, at one time Nickelback was cool and Nickelback was good music, and, and I am not afraid to say here right now I still listen to Nickelback, but at some point it just became kind of like the thing to to rag on them, you know. Yeah, I'm not so, gonna lie. I, so I never had a Nickelback album, but I did have a Creed album, and I, I okay. think that they're pretty similar types of music. <laughs> uh, totally. So I think that that happens with certain movies, and I think that they just it just happens just because it's kind of like the I don't know the thing that people do, and it's not as extreme as I'm making it sound. But it's you know it's it, we we like to defend the movies we like, and I think that I think that a lot of people should should do the same. No, I love it, man, and I'm totally with you. That's one of the things that I've, you know, after just starting my own podcast, one of the things that I, I learned really quickly is how much people love to just to hate on movies, and mm -hmm. it and and it's kind of this, it's kind of this uh, crowd mentality, and it's almost like kind of like the herd effect. That's what I usually been calling it, is that when people. You know, and usually people of kind of higher status within the movie critic community, people that got the blue check mark right next to their name on Twitter, you know, yeah. and when they're hating a movie, it's like everybody wants to jump on that train and start hating on that same movie. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And I love, I love that your approach is to, you know, get people outside of their comfort zone and to experience different kind of movies. I know the first, the first movie club that I did with you guys was uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. That was a movie yes. that I was never going to see ever. Oh, that's <laughs> see, that's great to hear. Like, I'm glad you ended up seeing. Did, did you enjoy it? I loved it. It was yeah. fantastic. It, I, I mean, you know, obviously there's some things that I didn't like about it, but the movie was a great movie and one that mm. I wish I had seen in theaters. 
Yes, um, I agree with you. But yeah, no, no, I, I love what you guys are doing. I love your guys' approach. I think that's a great mantra and a great tagline. Um, so, okay, this this question, uh, I, I know you didn't prepare for this one, but is there a movie that you've seen this year that people totally hated but you enjoyed? Ooh, um, that's a good question. So... I've got one yeah, off the, the yeah. top of my head just because – and you can say whatever you want, but go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think um, King Arthur. Ooh. I think King Arthur was was one that I think that a lot of people didn't like and out the gate got a lot of bad reviews. But I went to go see it with my mom on Mother's Day. Like she loves Charlie Hunnam. And I, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And, and maybe it was like a little bit of like – I saw all the negative reviews, so I went in with like a very like more open minded than normal. Yeah. But I just thought overall, I'm a big guy Richie fan, and and it just kind of I don't know, it just it just struck a chord with me. I really really enjoyed it. Now oh, that's awesome, man! And what a good son taking your mom out to a movie. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the least I could do. <laughs> um, so I, I agree with you. I, I, so for me, King Arthur and then uh, Ghost in the Shell, those were my two movies that got hammered critically that mm-hmm. I loved this year. So yeah, I'm with you. King Arthur was a great movie. <laughs> I yeah, it, it, it was it was great. I really I really really I was shocked at how much I enjoyed that. And uh Jude Law as a villain is always a good thing. Like <laughs> that's always that's always awesome. And I'm I'm meaning to see Ghost in the Shell. I got to I got to check that out as soon as I as soon as I can. Oh man. As well. I haven't seen that yet. Matt, dude, you guys oh, I would I can't wait to talk Ghost in the Shell with you. Once once it comes out, watch it. I want to know what you think. I'll tweet at you. I'll definitely tweet at you as soon as I watch it. Okay, let me ask you just one more question. So I, sure. I'm, I'm curious to know where did you guys come up with the <laughs> the name "Make Movies Great Again"? <laughs> you know, it it just it's kind of it was kind of one of those things where we were like uh, Adam and I was the one were the ones who originally started, just the two of us, and then Sean kind of like hopped on in, in like episode three or four. But when we were thinking of uh, podcast, uh, movie podcast titles, we would like think of an awesome name and then I'd search for it on iTunes and Google and I'd be like, oh man, like name taken, name taken, name taken. So I was just kind of like, what's hot right now that we can kind of <laughs> piggyback on? And I was like, well, there's this pretty hilarious slogan that's been morphed into like a million different things and uh it's like it's it's hilarious in a bunch of different ways we will not get into that on <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> but um so we, we just kind of went with that it kind of like you know it's a play on that and and we we also really hope that like anybody that thinks we're any like we're kind of like a, anything to do with politics please don't <laughs> like that's it's not what we are at all uh but we just i, I just think it's kind of like it flows well and it kind of like goes with our theme, I guess, right? I mean, it kind of, it kind of like goes with our themes, like make movies great again, like, like you know, don't like because I think a lot of people have negative views towards towards cinema and going out to the theater and seeing a movie right. with all like these other options. So you know, we're, we we kind of want to like make movies great again. <laughs> now, I love the name. Honestly, I love the name. I love what you guys do on your podcast. You guys have excellent chemistry and it's i mean it, you know it sounds like you guys have just been friends for a very long time we, and we have yeah yeah no and, and it really shows and that really adds to the quality of what you guys do on make movies great again so well, thank you and, andre yeah and adam and sean if you guys are listening just know that i 
100% plan on having you guys come on backseat directors. Matt is the lucky one. He just gets to go first. That's all. <laughs> that's right. And I'll be sure to brag at them. They, I'm, I've already been bragging, but I'm going to do it a little harder now. Yeah. All right, Matt. So, hey, we got to know uh, what Make Movies Great Again is. Uh, now, let's get to know you a little bit with some get-to-know-you questions. Now it's time for some get-to-know-you questions. All right. All right, Matt. And so, hey, I know you've been prepping this uh, this question for quite a while. Um, I, I, you sent me that video of uh, some yeah. cra- crazy deserted island that you were on. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, to, so full disclosure, it wasn't actually an island. It was. Um, it sure looked like one. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it played it played the it played the role well. Uh, I I work for uh, an, uh, an environmental nonprofit. And that day, I happened to be doing some video down at a salt marsh in Rhode Island, uh, southern Rhode Island. So it, it looked it looked very like it looked very much like a deserted island, but it was actually just like the intercoastal uh, water. So um, yeah, it, but yeah, I've I've been it, it's this is a very tough question. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, very tough. Well, so I, you know, I, I got this idea actually from the office from season two. It's the episode yes. called "The Fire." You know, the, the the cheesy pita that got burned in the Andre. In the I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you one thing right now, Andre. The office is not something you have to explain to me. I I love the office, and I know I think you do as well. Um, oh my I, gosh! I I know it well. That's when they're all huddled outside of the yes. office when as the office is burning from the cheesy pita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so I'm great not, episode. I'm not going to ask who you will do, but I will ask you. <laughs> I will ask you what your desert island movie is. So after after a lot of deliberation, I'm sticking with Tommy Boy. Oh, nice. Chris Farley classic. I'm sticking with Tommy Boy. That is a Chris Farley classic. It, it, I mean, would yeah. you say that's your favorite Chris Farley movie? Oh yeah, it's definitely my Chris. It's my definitely my favorite Chris Farley movie for sure. It's it's up there is like it's it's a movie that I've watched probably the most times out of any movie and I could keep watching it and I know every line to the movie and that doesn't hinder it at all like it's it's just one of those things I I jumped on it when I I don't I don't even remember when I first saw it to be honest because it's so I've watched it so many times it's all blended to one. Yeah, but it's well, it's a great movie. Well, you guys had your episode uh, last week, uh, episode twenty, you know, and yeah. you uh, you went back twenty years to nineteen ninety seven to highlight, you know, some of the best movies that came out that year. Yeah. And man, I was shocked at how many good movies came out in nineteen ninety seven. But one of them was Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> yes, yes, I, and that's and that's also obviously like when you like when you say Chris Farley movies, it's it's like you know Tommy Boy for me, Tommy Boy one and one yes. A is, is yes. Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Okay, excellent first answer. So let's uh, let's go ahead and go to question number two. What is your favorite movie theater snack? This is going to be a boring one. It's popcorn. It, it just because it's the it's the cla- I mean, is that is that allowed? Are we t- are we is popcorn allowed? Hey, so I think it's allowed. But if my wife was interviewing you, she'd probably say it's not allowed. But I <laughs> really. <laughs> Well, so for her, it's her favorite snack, but she says it's too easy of an answer. <laughs> I, I agree with you. So I also have a, a um, you know, kind of like a second a, a runner up, I guess. If I if I wasn't getting popcorn, I'd be getting Reese's Pieces. Nice. Yeah. 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 Big, big fan of that. Uh, big fan of that combination. Chocolate peanut butter. Yeah. No, it, it's it's a great combo. Just uh, my combo go to is usually a uh, uh, popcorn with um, M- uh, peanut M and M's. But man, Reese, Reese's pieces. Oh yeah, you got you can't go wrong with there. 
Yeah. Okay, Matt. Uh, question number three. What was the first movie that made you cry? Uh, Armageddon. Really? Nice. Yes. Yes. Armageddon. Uh, I, it was it was heartbreaking in the end. I actually cried in, in the movie theater. I remember crying in the theater. Nice, man. Michael but Bay got to you, huh? He, uh, he absolutely – I mean his early movies got to me way more than the ones now. But uh, I, I still like Michael Bay. But yeah, I, I just like this the, – I love movies with the you know this guy sacrificed himself for not only the human race but then like you boil it down he also sacrificed himself for his daughter's fiance like you know like that and then he had to say goodbye to his daughter which absolutely was when the waterworks just got turned completely on when he says goodbye to uh, Liv Tyler yeah. over the uh, the little Skype Skype session from the <laughs> asteroid or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Armageddon. No, dude, that's great, dude. I, I remember watching Armageddon for the first time. I I was totally blown away by that movie. I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it so much. And so, and that's another thing you guys talked about on uh, your episode twenty was kind of back in the day when Hollywood was coming out with with movies that were like it was like the same kind of movie. Yeah, you know. So like you had Deep Impact and then Armageddon. But I think these came out in nineteen ninety eight, right? Yeah, so yeah, these two came out a year later. The ones we were, we were referencing uh, in 97 were Volcano and Dante's Peak. And Dante's Peak, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just two Volcano movies happened. And also just like, I guess in, in, in the bigger picture, just like natural disaster movies were real hot around that time. <laughs> yes, they were. It was it was the era of natural disaster movies. No, so. but I, dude, Armageddon, man, Armageddon for me is leaps and bounds better than Deep Impact. I love Armageddon. Yeah. It's a yes. classic. Yes, yes. All right, man. Okay, so question number four. Do you have a favorite uh, director and or actor? I went with director only because actor was so tough because it depends on what genre we're talking about. It depends on what mood we're t- um, I'm in, like what I'm watching. So actor changes all the time. But my favorite director of all time is Kevin Smith. Kevin um, Smith. Yes. Uh, yeah, tell us uh, some of the things that he's done. So Kevin Smith has done Clerks, he's done Chasing Amy, he's done Mallrats, he's done James Donald Bob's Strike Back. More recently, he's done Red State, he's done Tusk, um, Yoga Hosers, uh, and oh, Dogma. I, I, he, he, he was kind of like, Clerks is what started me on Kevin Smith and what, honestly, everybody gets started on Kevin Smith with. Well, I see, I've seen it, Clerks, but I don't think I've seen any of those other ones. Really? Yeah, oh, you I got know. It might be well, shocking, but no, I, yeah. I know. I, yeah, I definitely seen seen Clerks, and that's a good one. Yeah, it's it, he just reminds me. He's first of all, he's if you ever listen to any of his interviews, and they're not really interviews because he just hijacks everything. He's <laughs> such a good storyteller and public speaker. I like really like I admire him for that. But also, when I think Kevin Smith, and when I see a Kevin Smith movie, he's so down the earth, and I'm like, I can make this because I'm very into like making movies with my friends as well so i when i think when i see his movies i'm like kevin smith started with nothing and this is the kind of stuff that he makes and i just like his style his comedy uh so yeah definitely kevin smith no that's a great choice man all right last question matt if you could change the ending of any one movie which movie would it be and how would you change it um i listened so i've listened to most of your podcasts and i i don't think anybody said this yet i could be wrong has anyone done the departed no, no. Okay. Okay, so um, with The Departed, you have – every single one of your answers is original. No one has said any of those. Yes, that's what I was going for. I was going <laughs> I was going for original. Um, so with The Departed, obviously, I'd like to see 
Leo's character, Billy, and I, can can we spoil? Can we do spoilers? Oh here? yeah. So the Departed, okay. and and I, man, fair warning, I guess to the listeners, if you haven't seen it. That movie's what twelve uh, years old now, thirteen years old. Wow, maybe? that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, if it's that old, if that if it's that old, either you know, you, you should have seen it by now. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Billy. You know, he's when he's going down the elevator with with Matt Damon, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, I yeah. wish that I wish that he doesn't get shot in the head by that other by that I other know, cop. I know. Yeah, I oh my gosh, yeah. Keep going, keep going. Sorry. It, it just like it was such a buzzkill for me, and I guess that that's just like what where the movie wanted to go because you also get that that redemption at the end with Mark Wahlberg, right? But but I just wished it because Leonardo DiCaprio was so. He was so like he was like torn. He was torn in like inner like he was so deep undercover. He just wanted to be out. Yeah, and like he was like struggling with his inner demons and all and all that nonsense and and just like I, I just wish that he got that victory, but he didn't. <laughs> he just didn't. <laughs> that movie for me that is like a top three uh Leonardo DiCaprio movie for me and I love oh, yeah. that movie dude and I'm with you dude my my heart sank <laughs> it just yeah. sank I was the like, first time I saw that movie yes. I couldn't believe it I was like no I was like I was like finally he got that rat Matt Damon like finally got him and now I was like no what is happening I know, um, and it's seriously such a great movie, and and I guess that kind of just adds to it because of like when a movie can affect you like that emotionally, like it did me, because I remember seeing it for the first time. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. I I hated, I hated that he died. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't take away from the movie at all because the movie is fantastic. Like oh, we were saying, oh, I, yeah, yeah, totally. It no, just it. it, it yeah, yeah. No, it's a great movie. So I was gonna say it's uh, it's 11 years old. It came out in 2006. Wow, that, that's still crazy. Eleven years ago, I was in high school. What? <laughs> what? That's nuts. All right, dude. Excellent answers, man. That was fantastic. I loved it. All right. Okay. I, I, I try. Like I said, I tried to do some stuff different because I've listened. Like I said, I've listened to the most of your podcasts, but I was trying to make sure I didn't. I didn't double up. And honestly, these were all very genuine answers. I didn't have to like really change anything because someone else took my answer or whatever. No, so. no, and and you know, and I don't mind. You know, when you know people might have the same answer. I, one of the most common answers that I've gotten for um well, the, the first movie that made you cry was Titanic. I think I've had at least yeah. five people say that. And uh, and I know Lion King has been there a few times, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that's uh, yeah. Every single answer you had was definitely original. But and I don't know if you listened to. Uh, I think it was just my latest movie review. But I, I told everyone that I'm I'm actually keeping track of everyone's answer. So I, I've got a yes. little, yeah, I've got a little spreadsheet going. So uh, very I'm, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna pile these up, and then maybe like in a year or I, I, probably yeah, when I have like my one year. Uh, anniversary. Hopefully, I can get to that point with backseat directors. But uh, I- I'm gonna, I'll-, I'll release it and let everybody know, like, kind of like that would be awesome. Yeah, the commentary really cool. and stuff like that. So, okay, Matt, let's go ahead and introduce uh, introduce this week's movie. Backseat directors presents this week's movie. Matt, dude, I am so pumped to announce oh. that this week's movie is Baby Driver. Movie details. Talented, young, getaway driver relies on the beat of his personal soundtrack to be the best in the game. When he meets the girl of his dreams, Baby sees a chance to ditch his criminal life and make a clean getaway. 
but after being coerced into working for a crime boss, he must face the music when a doomed heist threatens his life, love, and freedom. So Baby Driver was released in U.S. theaters on June 28, 2017, and it has a running time of 1 hour and 53 minutes, and it is rated R for violence and language throughout. So parents, this is uh, this is definitely not a kid's movie. I would not recommend bringing any children to this movie. Um, yeah, it's just uh, there's lots of language, and uh, towards the end there's a lot of gun shooting violence and things like that. So yeah, um, date night, keep the kids at home for this one. <laughs> Baby Driver stars Ansel Elgort as Baby, Lily James as Deborah, John Hamm as Buddy, Isaac Gonzalez as Darling, and Jamie Foxx's Bats. Also, Kevin Spacey stars as Doc. So, here we go. Let's get a little background on some of these actors. Ansel Elgort. He has appeared in actually quite a few recent films, such as the Divergent Trilogy and all three of those movies, as Caleb. But he also had a starring breakout role in the 2014 film The Fault in Our Stars as Gus. Now, Lily James, she actually was an excellent casting choice, in my opinion, for her role as Deborah. She was charming and sweet and had a great uh, on-screen chemistry with Ansel Elgort. Um, But Lily James, she had her breakout role in the 2015 Disney reboot or remake of Cinderella. She played Cinderella. (laughs) And for all the other fans out there of the hit AMC TV show Mad Men, you will most definitely recognize John Hamm as he has starred in seven seasons um, as Don Draper in Mad Men. Baby Driver was directed by Edgar Wright. And not only did Edgar Wright direct Baby Driver, but he also wrote the screenplay. And Wright is an English-born director, and he has directed some cult classic comedies such as Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Baby Driver had a production budget of $40 million, and it had an opening weekend sales total in the domestic box office of approximately $21 million. And its international total sales has now reached almost $37 million. So just two notes I wanted to add, listeners. Be sure to stay tuned after Matt and I finish up our review of Baby Driver as we have some short reviews from some of the audience members, including some of my own family members. Uh, But also, Matt is going to announce a awesome, awesome giveaway of a signed Baby Driver poster, and I'll wait for him to let you know who it is signed by. But yeah, he's doing a giveaway. So uh, be sure to stay tuned till the end so you can find out the details on how to win. Backseat Directors movie review oh man it's been a long time coming i'm so excited same here man same here so let's let's go ahead and just jump into our movie review Mm. so matt dude you and i we've been talking about this for quite a while quite a while and you you just saw it recently didn't you did you go see it this week uh not last yeah i saw it thursday night thursday night and did you you go with uh, adam or sean I went with Sean. I went with Sean's uh, fiance and a few other friends. Adam, unfortunately, lives up in Boston, so it's tough. Um, it's only, I mean, it's only an hour away, but it's tough for us to like be on the same schedule at seeing movies together. But I believe he's seeing it maybe as we're podcasting right now. I think he might be seeing a matinee. <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome, man! Yeah. I, w- I wanted so bad to go see the movie a second time just because I got to go see it in a, an advanced screening of it, and so it's actually been like two weeks since I've seen the movie. Oh yeah, yep. and so I, I wanted to kind of freshen up on the movie just one more time, but unfortunately, it didn't happen for me. But you, sir. You did get to see the movie twice, and so this week wasn't actually the first time you saw the movie, was it? 
No. So the first time I actually saw it, and I feel your pain because I saw it way back in March, <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, it, it was right after we started the Make Movies Great Again podcast. I, every year I go to South by Southwest Film Festival, and I just like I literally binge on movies the entire time I'm there. So you buy the pass and you get to see as many movies as you want. This past time was my record. I was there for five days and I saw 21 movies. Are you serious? Oh my yeah, gosh. totally serious. My oh my previous my record gosh. was 15 in five days, so it, I increased it quite a bit. I mean, and I'm talking I'm talking feature lengths, like. Not um, shorts and whatnot. But so, what time would you get there in the morning, and what time did you uh, leave? <laughs> I would see three, four movies a day. Like I would, I would. The first movie I'd see in the morning, I think they start them at ten, and then they pretty much have blocks throughout the day, and they just show movies all day. And <laughs> some of them you have to get in line for, which is where I'm kind of getting to here with Baby Driver. So, uh, Baby Driver was not on my radar at all. Yeah. I I knew Edgar like you get this little when you first get in uh, get to Austin you get this pamphlet as part of your as part of your registration and it shows you all the movies but most of the movies are just like a small picture and a little synopsis um, so I it wasn't really on my radar so the first night I go through the book and I look at all the movies I really want to see and one movie that I really wanted to see was The Big Sick um, with Kamel Najani yep. I hope that's how you pronounce his name mm-hmm. he's from like Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was supposed to be like one of the best movies at, at South by and and I got in line, but unfortunately I got in line a little too late and I, I got shut out. It was the first movie I've gotten shut out for at South by Southwest. So I looked at my schedule and I'm like, what is playing nearby that I can go see? Yeah. And I was like, Baby Driver. And I'm like looking at this cast. I'm like, Ansel Igor, I don't, I don't really know him. Uh, John Hamm. I was like, okay, uh, John Bernthal and you know, um, Aza Gonzalez. I was like, okay, I can I, I can do this. I'll, I'll get in line for it. It was raining, and I had to wait in line for like an hour to see this. And yeah. it was wrapped around the block like three times. And I'm like, there's something. There must be something about this movie. There must be some kind of hype around this movie that people are really excited to see it. Because that morning, I guess the trailer had dropped. But I, I again, I didn't watch it. I wanted to go in dry. Right. So I'm just waiting in line, and I, I got in. I was unfortunately way at the balcony, but it was pretty cool. Edgar Wright uh, came on stage and did a little Q&A beforehand, like prepped the movie. Dude, that and gave is everybody. so awesome. He, he told a little story about how it got made. It's like been trying to, he's been oh, trying to get it made for 14 years. 14 years? Serious? Yeah, it started off, I believe he said it started off as like he made a music video that was like, very much the same feel it was like a car chase with like mixed with music and then he kind of wrote the script and and nobody really wanted to make it and then and then eventually obviously it got made dude yeah, that so. that is so awesome i've never been to south by southwest and i guess if any of our listeners don't know what south by southwest is it's it's a huge convention that takes place every year in austin texas mm. and it's it I, I guess you could call it like a tech convention you know? Yeah, it's it it has like three main facets to it. Um, it's interactive, which is a lot of like social media and a little bit of tech type stuff. Yeah, uh, and then there's also a a big music scene, so it's like a music festival. And then there's also the movie festival side of things, and that's what I usually buy a badge for, just for movies, just because that's what I'm like most excited for. Also because like the badges are very they're not cheap, <laughs> and so I, and so when I go, I like to get my money's worth. <laughs> Well, I, I I don't blame you, man. Did you go with uh, Adam or Sean, or did you did you uh, did you hit up twenty one movies by yourself for five days? <laughs> solo, all solo. I, and this is the second year. So I started going. This was my sixth year going. I started Jeez. going back in like twenty twelve, I think it was, if that's the right math, twenty twelve or twenty eleven. Yeah. And 
I went with my work actually as part of like, cause I do video and photos for my, for my job. Okay. And so they thought it would be a good idea to go to like the, you know, the film festival. Cause they have like, they also during the day they have talks and like uh, panels on like shooting and writing and things like that. So there's also that aspect of it. So, and then, and so they paid for it the first year and the second year, but then the third year, unfortunately I had to pay for it. And I went with a, a Ryan who uh, I started the average nobody's with average nobody's.com. And, uh, and then from there, nobody else really wanted to come, so I went by myself two years, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, don't be surprised if one of these years you just see me there. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping the whole hashtag film fam, uh, uh, I mean, or, or at least some, get, get to come out in the coming years. It, it would be a lot of fun to all get together. Oh, dude, that would be incredible. I would love that. Yeah, I've, I've again, I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. You're, you're convincing me, man. Five days of of nothing but movies <laughs> yeah it sounds like heaven right because it, it, it does sound awesome <laughs> okay so i guess uh kind of kind of compare and contrast your first two uh viewings of the movie and just like what your initial reaction was to the movie i mean when i sat down in the theater and the, the opening credits rolled and you have that fantastic first scene um, which is in the trailer to him, him in the red car, kind of like mouthing to the oh, music, yeah, the, the Subaru and, um, WRX, uh, which is one of my favorite cars as well. So that was just a nice little icing, on the, you know, cherry on the on the Sunday. Oh yes. But when I'm when I was like, I, then I was like, I knew I was like, I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm in for something very different here. Like I'm in for something that's not what I thought it was going to be. Not that I knew really what the movie was about anyway, but. I was like, this is something very different. And I was absolutely blown away. I said, the first thing I, t- I texted Ryan, and I was like, Baby Driver was the stole the show at South by Southwest. It was one of the last movies I saw. And I was and I texted him, I said, This is this movie reminds reminded me why I love movies in the first place. <laughs> like this is that type of movie that reminds you why you love movies. So that's that was my first impression of uh and then seeing it again on Thursday was just awesome it's exactly how i remember it i was at, surprisingly there wasn't much different i thought that the one i saw earlier in march was a rough cut but it was almost pretty final it, it, i couldn't i don't really remember anything that was much different right than that one versus this one yeah now dude that is awesome i love that you got to see this movie so early i think that's such a great experience uh, you yeah. know for me i felt like i got to see the movie early with the screening but i'm with yeah, you that this movie this movie is it seems familiar. Like you feel like you've seen it in bits and pieces of other movies before. But mm-hmm. for me, this is, this movie's is unlike, unlike any other movie I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. It, it was so original and so unique on, on so many different levels. And, uh, and I'm kind of stealing this from what my brother-in-law said. Cause I, I went with, uh, I went with my wife, uh, my sister, um, her, her husband, and then, uh, their friend, and so, yeah, we, we all got to go into the screening, but just afterwards he was telling me, and I totally agree with him. This was like a, like a full total immersive movie where, mm-hmm. where it touches like every single one of your senses somehow. And, and I, I might be kind of jumping ahead to, uh, to a recommendation, but this movie, this movie has to be seen in theaters. It has mm-hmm. to be seen in theaters. Like, uh, oh my gosh, man! The sound, I couldn't agree more. The sound, the just the sound quality 
and I'm not just talking about the soundtrack and the music because that that part is we're going to have a separate discussion on that in just a sec yeah. but just the sound itself you have to feel this movie and the only way you're going to do that is in a theater but the, uh, man dude this movie was it lives it lived up to the hype it lived mm. up to all the praise that it is deservedly receiving I love this movie and one of the other things is so my wife she <laughs> she um She's a pretty tough movie critic, and um, you know she's not the biggest fan of uh, just the I, I you know quote unquote guy movies. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily classify this as a guy movie. It's definitely action packed. But she she liked this movie, and she said, "Wow, that was a fun movie." So when she's giving it you know that kind of praise in my book, uh, it means a lot. But my goodness, this movie it, this movie was incredible. It was so good. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. I, I think I I have to second your opinion on whether it needs to be seen in theaters. It absolutely does. It it, it the you miss you will on and I'm, unless you have like a really good surround sound system, you will miss a lot of like the little audio cues that they throw into the into the movie. Yes, uh, one of my one of my favorite parts about Baby Driver. Um, and I, I, am I getting ahead? Or can I can I just dive in? No, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I don't know if you know the the term diegetic sound. I'm sure you've you've heard of it. It's it's just like it's the it's what um, it's what the characters in the movie can be heard. Uh, what, what can what can be heard? So like um, the characters talking, that's diegetic sound. If someone turns on a radio in the in a movie, that's diegetic sound. It's everything that's within that universe. I love that. Pretty much everything you listen to in this movie is diegetic sound. There's actually no soundtrack, even though people can say the soundtrack is amazing in this movie. It's not actually a soundtrack. Uh, Baby is actually listening to all this music in some some way, shape, or form. Yes, you know yes. what I mean. It's it's so unique. It's yes. unbelievable. And just like your um, your brother in law. Yep. Your brother in law said, unlike anything I've seen before, for everybody that always says there's no originality in Hollywood. This is the movie to check out. Oh, absolutely. Edgar Wright nailed it. And so it's kind of funny. So you you said that he had this idea, um, I guess, more than 14 years ago, but he tried to yeah. make the movie 14 years ago. So mm. uh, I was introduced to Edgar Wright uh, from Shaun of the Dead. And yes. Sh- Shaun of the Dead came out in 2004, which was 13 years ago. So, yeah. and, and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Shaun of the Dead is what put Edgar Wright on the map like what well, that's when people yeah. really started noticing him but so surely he, yeah so he tried to make this movie really before his first you know big hit and so um I, I and maybe gosh maybe it was just divine inter, uh, intervention that this movie was made now because just the technology advances in technology and other things that yeah you know made this movie what it is uh it 14 years ago who knows it probably could have been a great movie but this movie today was it was incredible it really mm-hmm. was and so yeah um yeah so i guess just kind of talking about the soundtrack again the only thing that i was kind of reminded me uh reminded of uh in terms of a sim- similar movie was and i don't know if you saw kong this year kong school island i did not so in kong school island every single song in the movie when they play the song they're playing it from some type of audio source within the movie. So, That's cool. Yeah, I like so, that. so they're turning on a radio in the helicopters. They're turning on a radio in the boat. Uh, someone has 
someone has, you know, like, um, uh, just it, it's it's an internal audio source from the movie, just like you were explaining with this one. But this one is different because it's all the music that Baby is listening to. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's incredible, man. It's, it's so awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> okay, so what I like to do, Matt, is I like to do our critiques first just because I kind of like to get the bad stuff out of the way and then okay. we can just really just gush over this movie, you know, with everything that we like. So so let's. Uh, I want to hear kind of the things that – you know, and maybe there really isn't much, but uh, if there was anything that you didn't like about the movie, I, I want to know. So let's hear it. Um, in my second, so overall, I'm going to just, you know, disclaimer, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell already. Uh, but I do think after seeing it the second time, I think the pacing, and this is going to sound crazy for a movie this action packed, but I think that there's a lot of lulls that could have been tightened up a little bit to keep the the flow going a little like a little faster because i love the scenes where everything's moving fast and you know the music's playing and, and things are being mixed on top of each other uh in, including like you know sound effects and things like that but there's also a lot when like you get into like just normal dialogue scenes which i love the dialogue in this movie but i feel like maybe it goes on a little bit too like a hair too long and that's just like really critiquing this movie i mean that's really getting down and being like yes like having to find something that i don't that i would change but yes yeah okay that's what i would change okay cool so so the the, and honestly dude i had a hard time coming up with my critiques too just last night i was going through my notes and i even had to ask my wife i'm like i was just like amy tell me tell me what you didn't like about the movie i'm really (laughs) struggling coming up with things that i didn't like about the movie and so we we talked about it and 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 uh I, and I'm not necessarily piggybacking off her. Um, I am going to add one of her things that she, you know, thought was, you know, kind of a critique of the movie. But the one that I came up with with was this. So I, I thought there there was a little bit of background lacking on Doc, played by Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. So, so Doc, he he's the brains behind all these heists that they're doing, right? He, he yeah. recruits his, and I, I'm just doing air quotes, thugs. That's what he says in the, in the trailer. So he recruits yeah. his thugs and he, and he never, he says he never chooses the same team twice. Right. And mm-hmm. his team though, they trust him. They trust him. They listen to him. They know he knows what he is talking about and that he can plan, you know, a, a perfect heist. Right. Yeah. But he, he's supposed to be a man that you fear you don't mess with him, right? Yes. So, and yet, yet you it, the movie never shows why you're supposed to fear him. It never it never dives into his story and his reputation. And it in the movie it led me to think that his his bark was louder than his bite, right? That he was more yeah. bark than bite. And so I wanted to know why. Who is this guy? How is he able to do what he's doing? And and why why should we be afraid of him you know because he he talks to baby and he threatens baby multiple times in the movie you know especially mm-hmm. and even in the trailer it shows it you know it says hey you know is that your girlfriend deborah she's cute let's keep it that way you know so yeah. there there are moments where he he comes off threatening but for me i wanted to know why why are we supposed to believe that he you know he's this guy that has a pretty bad reputation. Why should we fear him? Why should we believe that his threats are genuine? And so I and I never got that. I wanted that just because I love Kevin Spacey. He is yeah. he is an incredible actor, and he was perfect. I thought he was a great choice for uh, the role as Doc. 
But I, I just, I wanted more. I wanted to know why. Why are we supposed to fear him? Did you, did you ever, did you get that, or was it like easy for you to accept that uh, he's Doc? Like we're, yeah, he is who he is. I, I kind of, I mean, obviously, any more background on a Kevin Spacey character, especially this one, Doc, is so he, he could be so complex. Yeah, and he, and he does show that throughout the movie that he is kind of complex. But I think you're right. I think a little bit of background would have gone a long way with his character to make him more menacing. Um, also, on the flip side of that, I also think that one of the big things with this movie, it's style over substance. And and that's not a knock at the movie in any way. Yeah. But if you look at the love interest and the love story, it's just very, like, um, I, I, I guess I'm not, like, I'm trying to search for the right word, but everything just, and I don't want to spoil anything either, but everything is just, like, it moves forward. It's just, it's just, that's the, there's a love interest in the movie yes. and it's just very, it's a broad stroke with a paintbrush. It's like yes. love story there. And here we have mob boss crew getter guy paintbrush. That's Kevin Spacey. That's doc. You know what I mean? Like everything's very stylized. Yes. And so it, 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 I just think that that is kind of like where he was, where Edgar Wright was going with that. Right. And, but I do agree with you. I think that he would have been a little more menacing if we could have gotten a little more into his backstory rather than like, you know, what we got in the movie. Okay. And so here, here's kind of a comparison, right? So one of my uh, favorite performances from the movie was from Jamie Foxx. Yes. Dude, that guy was, he was scary, right? Yeah. He, he was scary and he was crazy and you knew he was crazy and you knew at any moment he could, he could, you know, completely just go off on somebody, right? Like he was unpredictable. And, and even though we didn't have a lot of background on him, you knew, dude, you don't mess with Jamie Foxx in this movie. Nope. Like, like um, and so, and I didn't, I didn't get that from doc. And so and again, I'm not saying these are like legitimate critiques that like, it makes the movie bad. These are things that me personally, that I just wanted, you know, from the yeah, movie. Right. Sure. And yeah. so, and, and so my second one, it just kind of plays off of this upon doc. So I, I wanted, I wanted more background about this criminal organization. Who were they? You know, who were they? Why were they doing what they were doing? Like, was everything just for money or were there ulterior motives? You know, did, did doc work for somebody else? I mean, I and where did these guys come from? Like, where was he getting these guys off the streets? You know, yeah. He, yeah, he, obviously, yeah. You know, he's recruiting them. He has background on him. He has intel on him. He's not going to choose just random guys. So, but I'm, I, I, I think your, your argument against my critiques is very valid and founded. I think you're right. I think it's just the style of the movie. I, I think, you know, the characters are presented and we're supposed to take them for as they're shown. And, yeah. and, and for the most part, for almost all the characters, I, I totally accepted them and I believed what was shown to us and I was okay with that. You know, again, it's just personally, uh, my personal feelings. I just, man, I wanted more from that. I thought that was so intriguing and so, um, yeah, just very, very captivating and and wanting to know more about Doc and like this organization, like his group. Yeah. Like, what was it all about? But uh, I mean, um, some of the some of the best scenes of the movie are, I mean, obviously the the car chases and whatnot. Yeah. But some of the best scenes are also them back at the hideout, like yes, talking yeah. with Doc. So yes. I, I I totally see where you're coming from. I agree with you. Okay. Any other critiques? Those those are mine. That's it. That's all I got. No, that's it. That's it. I, my stomach my stomach can't handle any more critiquing on this movie. <laughs> all right, man. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's hear your highlights. 
All right, so my highlights were were I loved the mix the mix down of all the music into the scenes. Yes. So it, it's everything from and you get this in the trailer. So I'm not going to be spoiling anything here, but he plays the music and he reacts to the music and the movie reacts with him. Yes. So you have like gunshots going to the beat of some of these some of these more fast-paced movies. You have like uh songs. You have when a move when a song fades out, you have like there was a shot of a headlight and the headlight fades, but it doesn't just cut off, it fades and it fades with the music and it's like this like dance. It's like this dance of like the the action and the music and all like the little sound effects all mixing together and i can't imagine the nightmare it was to edit this movie <laughs> i can't imagine what a night i mean obviously it was very rewarding for whoever edited this movie but you have to have that vision so clear in your head and i think edgar wright is a ma- is a genius for this yes yeah I, that, I mean that's that's my highlight my highlight is the mix it's people call it a musical it's it's just like I don't, it's like one big musical number away from being a, just a traditional musical. The way everything is put together, it's so unique. Okay, so then this is actually a question I wanted to ask you because I've seen this online. I've seen yeah. I've seen uh, you know movie critics in their articles that they're they're putting out on Baby Driver is that they're calling it a musical. And so, okay, so I'm with you. I'm going to piggyback off just what you said. This was my number one highlight of the movie was how the soundtrack and the music was built into this movie. I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I've never seen something like this. It, it, so, and for me, it's almost like presenting this new type of genre where it's a mix of something, something that's like akin to like a legitimate, like a legitimate musical uh, like Hairspray or Mamma Mia most recently comes to mind, yep. but also how Guardians of the Galaxy was able to play on, um, you know, on on classic styled music that gives the movie a lot of flair. You know, so I think yes. that's that's pretty pretty um, something pretty recognizable about Guardians of the Galaxy. But Baby Driver does this in a much different way to where it it really kind of separates itself. That it's it's like borderline musical, but it's not. Like. It's really in it's in a realm of its own, and so I want to know, like, for you, is it a musical? Would you consider it a musical? I like I was saying, I I I wouldn't consider it a musical, but it's very close. I I definitely wouldn't consider it an actual musical, but it is. It's very close. It's I'm. It's in a category category all its own because I think on one side of the spectrum you have Guardians of the Galaxy, like you said, that's a very good point. You have Guardians of the Galaxy where like the music played in it. It's just like to amplify some scenes. And then you have a musical, which is like story driven by music. You know, yes. you have this, which is actually a funny, would be a good tagline for Baby Driver. It's like a movie <laughs> driven, driven by music. Yeah, no pun, pun intended. Pun not intended. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then you have somewhere in between you have Baby Driver where it's not just, it's not just music being overlaid into like these, um, you know, space battles and enhancing those scenes. It's it's where the music actually lives in the universe, the whole movie, right? And it's and and it's affecting the way. I mean, you saw and some of the scenes were like he had to restart the music in order to like focus. Like <laughs> yes. it, 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 it literally it literally has effect on what he's doing, what Baby is doing in the movie. Yeah, no, for and this gosh, for this reason alone, I think this movie is even worth seeing in theaters. Um, okay, any other highlights you want to go over? I, I, I mean, I, I would get into spoiler territory so bad if I started <laughs> doing more highlights. Just, I mean, 
just know that the 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 mix of music, sound effects, and action is unlike anything you'll ever see, and that's my highlight. That is absolutely my highlight of the movie. Okay, so just a few things that I wanted to add. So, uh, so I already talked about Jamie Foxx and his performance. My goodness, dude, that guy was <clears throat> incredible. He he played his character to the T, and it was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. So Jamie Foxx big highlight another one was the on screen uh, on screen chemistry of lily james and ansel elgort those two together was a perfect casting choice i loved lily james in this movie I, and yes. i don't know if you recognize lily james and maybe some of our listeners would who have seen the movie already but did she cinderella she's yep. cinderella from 2015 i knew i when i saw them when i originally saw the movie i was like she looks very familiar yes. and i was like yep she was, she was Cinderella. Yeah. yeah, and I actually didn't put that together until last night. And I was just kind of go over and over my notes. Was yeah, holy cow, Lily James is Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, but yep. no, them together. Uh, oh, they are so good together, and and just how they were able to play off of each other in the movie and who their characters were in the movie. I thought was, it was a perfect combination. So I, I love seeing them together, but, uh, so, uh, and one of the last things that I just wanted to mention. So for me and my movie experience was, so the movie, it's just right around two hours, just under two hours. Right. But from the opening scene to the final scene, I was completely captivated by this movie and not, not a single second went by to where I was like looking at my watch or wondering when the movie was going to be over. Like yeah. I, I was fully captivated by this movie. Unlike, and, and, and this is, <laughs> this is no knock on anyone who likes transformers because I actually <laughs> enjoyed, I knew you were going this way. <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed the last transformers movie, even though it was way too long, but like it was long. Yes. Even though I enjoyed transformers, the movie was maybe 40 minutes way too long. <laughs> And yeah. so even in the movie I enjoyed in like in that movie, I was, I was wondering when the heck is this movie going to be over, but not in baby driver. And and I guarantee okay. you, anybody that watches this movie, you are going to be pulled into this movie. Unlike any movie you've ever seen. And it is a thrill ride. Unlike any other. So uh, I'd like to add one more thing. So yeah. I, I just thought of something. So we're talking about how like, you know, it, it didn't feel long at all. And I liked, and I, in and, and one of my critiques, I said it could have been tightened up a little bit for some of the things, but I don't mean really the length of the movie. I think the length of the movie was good. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, like it's not even a fair critique because I'm thinking about like, you have like these high octane action scenes with the music. And then you have like these dialogue scenes, which brings the, the energy level way down. But right. in, in a certain way, the dialogue, the one-on-one dialogue between Baby and um, Baby and Deborah, is almost like music in its own right. The yes. way they go, the way they go back and forth with each other, and like the 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 pacing and the rhythm, it's almost like music itself. So I just I, that's just an, a little epiphany I just had, I guess. But it, they, you're right; their on-screen chemistry was amazing. It was it was good, and I would love to see them in another movie in the future. Oh, I'm with you, man. I'm totally with yeah. you. Okay, yeah. so uh, before we uh, kind of wrap up our review, and this is something new that I, I wanted to add to movies, and even like a movie like Baby Driver, where sometimes people take this movie for a pure entertainment value, I always think that there people we people can dive deeper into a movie and really kind of think about you know what the movie means to them. And so I want to know for you, Matt, what were some of the maybe there was just one message or multiple messages or themes that you recognize in this movie that were very relatable to you? 
Yeah, it's tough because, like I was saying earlier, this movie is there's a lot of style over substance. So there's you know like the message. There's not like a heartwarming heartwarming message really towards the end. It's just kind of like that. I'm trying not to get into spoiler territory here, but um, I think it's just you can kind of be in this place where you know you don't belong and you're kind of like you're uncomfortable there, but there's always like another another way to go and and, and and you can always, no matter what your circumstances are, you can always be a good person. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, so that's, that's kind of like what I boiled it down to. And I know exactly what you're talking about because this is the same message that I took away. So Awesome. That, yeah, so in... Those who have seen the movie, you guys will know what we're talking about. But there, there was a moment in the movie where Baby Driver, um, his kindness is rewarded to him because you know he he is kind of trapped in this this criminal underworld and he wants to get out. Um, and yet, even though he is doing things that are illegal and things that you know uh, yeah. will have repercussions, um, he is still kind to people. You know, he's, he's a genuine kind person and, and it pays off. It it really does. And so, you know, and so that, that was one of the things that I liked and I liked that they brought that back into the movie and that they showed you why, why baby is such a likable person in the movie Mm -hmm. and ultimately how it serves him in his own life. So, so yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Good job. Good job. (laughs) It was, it was tough. It was tough to come up with a theme with this movie, but I think that that, uh, what we came up with is kind of like, you know, boil it down. That's kind of what, what it, what it means. If, if, if Edgar Wright was meaning for us to pull away a theme, I think that's the one. All right, man. So, okay. So before we do uh, give our recommendation on the movie, any, any other final thoughts on, uh, on baby driver? Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think we talked a lot about it. I loved the cast. Uh, I mean, John Hamm as Buddy, um, Aza Gonzalez as Darling. Uh, I mean, the whole, really the whole like crew and like you were saying, Bats, uh, Jamie Foxx yes. is just amazing. He was, <laughs> yes. he was a mani- absolute maniac. Um, but yeah, I, I think the cast was fantastic and yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's really it. Awesome. All right, man. Okay. Let's go ahead and do our backseat director's recommendation. Our recommendation. All right, Matt, for you, is this a go see it, maybe wait, or a no-go? This is absolutely a go see it. And no surprise at all after we gushed about it (laughs) over this last hour or so. But yeah, it's... It's a go see it in the theaters, and it's a no brainer. Oh, same here, man. It, it hands down gets a go see it, and so and and I'll give you a chance to maybe give it a rating if you want to. So for me, I actually avoid ratings. Um, yes. And, and you know, in my podcast, and, and I, I I hate giving out ratings. Um, you know, when people kind of kind of sucker me into it, but uh, I I guess and you guys you guys give ratings on your podcast, right? I, I'm drawing a blank on that. We we when we do movie club, we because we also hate ratings because yeah. we always we're under the impression that like a Rotten Tomatoes score can turn a lot of people away from seeing a movie other like that otherwise they would like. Yeah. So we do on movie club we do a thing called thumbs up thumbs down thumbs medium oh. and, 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 and and kind of like you can play off of that however you'd like so we do like um like we'll say like we like kind of like a movie we'll call it medium rare and like it'll, yeah. and then like medium well or thumbs down thumbs up so I, we, so yeah, we no, do the thumb system no that's perfect i i, I mean i guess that kind of just is super similar to uh to my own recommendation yeah, because yeah it is totally totally very similar yeah okay well then yeah for me it's a thumbs up <laughs> yeah it's it's a thumbs up and and I, this is the one movie i will recommend like 
the Rotten Tomato score is, uh, again, what I think it accurately depicts what this movie is. The Rotten Tomato score is very good. I don't know what it is right at this moment, but uh, yeah, but yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up for her uh, baby driver. Awesome, Matt. Dude, thank you so much, man. This yeah. has been a blast. Been it's so been a lot of much fun. fun. Yeah. awesome. Now, so Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. I loved reviewing this movie. I, like we said before, we are, you know, both of us, it was kind of building up to this movie. We've been, we've been knowing we were going to do this movie review together for quite a while. Yeah. So uh. yeah, when you sent over, when you sent over the document and I looked at like what movies were available to review with you, yeah. I was like looking through and I was like kind of disappointed that Alien Covenant was taken. And then I was like, oh, wait a second, Baby Driver, Baby Driver, I'll, I'll do Baby Driver. <laughs> well, so. well, you know. <laughs> Probably uh, good for you, though, that Alien Covenant was taken because I, I hammered that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, I, had a lot say, I had a lot to say about that movie, obviously, in, in my podcast as well. Um, but I am so glad that we got to do Baby Driver together. Yeah, absolutely. So, Matt, again, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, Take some time out of your Saturday. But uh, go, let's go ahead and end on this. If, so if our listeners, if they want to get a hold of you and reach out to you, if they want to follow, you know, make movies great again, how, how, what's the best way for them to uh, get a hold of your content and to follow you online? So we are on iTunes. You can just search Make Movies Great Again. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Radio. You can search the same thing. We also import a version of our podcast to YouTube. So if you search um, Average Nobodies on YouTube, you can find our channel, and that's where um, those live. Also, we're across all social media on, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Make Movies Great. So we had to drop the again because it was too long. But that, <laughs> if you go over to our Twitter page, at Make Movies Great, we're actually doing a pretty cool baby driver giveaway right now. Oh, yes. Which, uh, oh, yeah. Which I, I know you, about you've this. entered. Yeah. yeah. So when I was at South by, when I left the theater, I was one of the first people out because I was way in the back. So, so uh, I walked outside and they were handing out a very limited number of signed Edgar Wright Baby Driver, really cool posters. It's one of the coolest posters, movie posters that I've seen in a long time. And so we're giving that away. So if you go over to our Twitter at Make Movies Great, it's the pinned tweet. It's pinned to the top. All you have to do is follow us and retweet it and you're entered. Um, only shipping right now to the U.S., so only U.S. Um, only U.S. people can win it, uh, unfortunately, right now. But maybe in the future, we'll extend <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's it's awesome. So go over there um, at, at at Make Movies Great and uh, and enter that giveaway for the great poster. Absolutely, and listeners, I highly recommend their podcast. Go check them out. And uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning into our movie review of Baby Driver and for downloading today's episode. Uh, you guys know how to get a hold of us. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the BD Podcast. Make sure to stay up to date and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, etc. And uh, yeah, thanks again for just giving us your time. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the movie review. And we'll see you guys next week at the movies. Okay, everyone, we're just with a couple uh, of the audience members after Baby Driver, and uh, we're going to get their thoughts. So just your first name, one word to describe it, and if you think it's worth seeing in theaters. Uh, Brandon, it's fantastic. And yeah, definitely, I mean, don't miss out on this. All right, thank you, Brandon. Uh, my name is Wes. Uh, I thought it was on Adrenaline Rush. And then what else? That was it. Oh, yeah. You think it's worth seeing in theaters? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you got to see it in theater for the spectacle. If you watch it on a laptop later, it's not going to be the same. (laughs) You got to hear it with with, uh, surround sound. The the, the soundtrack is killer. The way that, yeah, you just got to see it in theaters at least. Okay, well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Here. Whoops.
But what's the question? Okay. You guys, I'm going to now have my sister, her husband, and their friend Greg give us their very quick take. Okay? So, just tell us your name, one word to describe the movie, and if you think it's worth seeing in theaters. Okay? Okay, Holly, you go first. My word is exhilarating. Oh, and my name's Holly. <laughs> and it was totally a go see it. That was the like most awesome show I've seen in a long time. Really? Good. I'm glad you liked it so much. Okay. Chris, this is Chris, and it was, in one word, way better than I thought. That's not <laughs> one word. <laughs> Chris, do you think it's worth seeing in theaters? I do, for sure. Cool. Okay, last. Greg, and definitely a must-see and adrenaline packed. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Perfect. Okay, thanks, guys. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album, Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids, and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Beatty Podcast.